2: Hey everybody. It's not a shoe, it's a loafer. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. How's it going? I like that one. That's Kevin. What's up y'all? Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Special episode today. I'm excited about it. Tommy, what's the topic?
0: It's a Mighty Ducks grab bag. Yes! Christmas bag. grab bag.
2: That's right. Yes, Merry
0: Christmas. Lots of toys in Santa's grab bag. Yes. Exactly. And Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah too.
2: For That started last week, but Happy Hanukkah nonetheless. Agreed. And if you're listening to this not when it comes out, sucks for you. Merry Christmas still. All right. <laughs> Grab bag. First topic. Topic we didn't really get to in our Don Tibbles episode two episodes ago. Episode 20, I think. Uh, 21. 21. So, it was a good one. Yeah, it was a great one. Don Tibbles takes Gordon to this party, and there's... Greg Louganis, and there's Christy Yamaguchi, and there's Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and a couple hockey players. Well, three hockey players. And does Tibbles set this whole thing up? And does he, do they show up, the celebrities, do they show up because of Tibbles? Because they're just there? Or are they like paid because they're trying to show Gordon the good life with Hendricks Hockey? Where is this place anyway? Is that his, at his apartment? It does look like it's at his house in Malibu. Yeah. I think it's uh, Tibbles
0: probably has a lot of pull. He probably calls in a lot of favors. And also, it's like if you get Kareem Abdul Jabbar or if you get some other guy, like get Greg Luganis, get, you know, Christian Yamaguchi, because she's there, isn't she? Yes. If you get one of them, you can kind of be like, hey, we're having this party. Kareem Abdul Jabbar is going to be there. Greg Luganis is going to be there. And so you got to get one. So Tibbles probably knows one. Like maybe he's on like first name basis with Kareem or something like that. And so you get him and then you get everyone else.
1: Or maybe he tricks them all by saying, this guy will be there. This guy, be, even though he knows oh, he's going to yeah. be there. Oh. And then they all show up. Oh, yeah, I showed up because they're good. And then they're there. So it worked out in Tibbles part. It would have been a, a, a pretty big disaster. I don't know about disaster, but if none of them had showed up and, and he's trying to show Gordo the you know the good life and it's like you know some B-list actor that's there. <laughs> Kathy
0: that's Griffin it. is like the star. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no offense, Kathy Griffin. You're hilarious. Shout out.
2: Yeah. Love knows. to have you on the pod. Exactly. Love to have you on. Contact us. TheQuickAttackToPod.com. So the All right. Or on Twitter at, quick at the Pod. Anyway, so Gordon gets the idea for the loafer right there in that party. Brilliant idea. I was going to say, would the loafer work? No. No. No? Okay. I it's don't for th-
0: kids who want to coach. No kid wants to coach. The only people who want to coach are you know, athletes who realize, hey, I'm not really that good. So I'll I'll go into coaching, and they do that like not when they're a kid, and they don't
2: care what shoes they're wearing if they're coaching either. Okay, I'm saying we're gonna have to take out like kids who want to coach part. Yeah, we're saying just like a dress or shoe. Who's like the most famous coach right now? Maybe this doesn't work for Bombay, but who's like the most famous coach right now? Like in like in any sport? J- yeah. Uh, like I still mean, coaching, even or? former coach like Phil Jackson maybe. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah, I because honestly, the loafer, who's going to wear the loafer? It's got
1: to be, like, basketball coaches. Yeah.
0: Okay. You can't get so, a football
1: coach that's going to wear the loafer unless it's at, like... Nobody's going to buy... Um, well, A, Phil Jackson's shoes would be, like, made of hemp or something, so... <laughs> well, what if you get, like, Pat Riley to wear them? Because he's, like, the, the coaching icon. I, I
2: would, so Nobody
1: would notice.
0: Let's say... I'm I mean, saying, obviously, they would do some kind of PR.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, let's say Pat Riley has a shoe outline. He's got a loafer. A great dress shoe. Comfort. He does all the thing about winning. I won a lot of games in these shoes. Whatever. He, they come up with a great tagline, and then they just put them in. I don't know, wherever they sell dress shoes. I is. can imagine there's a
0: lot of like.
2: <laughs> I think that would work.
0: Corporate level guys, maybe Wall Street, who would want the shoe is Like, oh, I'm a winner, like Pat Riley. I don't think so. Cause... I'm no. I don't think that it's like going to be some huge phenomenon. But I think there's a lot of people who would see it as a status symbol.
1: I think it would end up being like a like a discount. Dress shoe like an off brand. Oh, like the, It'd be Starberry? like the starter of loafers, you know? Which I guess would be okay. I can know. imagine
0: them trying to make it like a, uh, like market it as a high end loafer. And just, cause I mean, if you just go like, oh, this is just a regular loafer, whatever. And people are like, who cares? Like, I'm not going to buy loafers anyway unless I got, like, you know, going to court. So. And so you market it as a high-end shoe, and that's, like, the only way you could find success, really.
1: I, don't, I just don't think it will work.
0: No, it's not going to work, but you have to, like, take the risk and make it as high-end. Like, say these are, you know, $140 loafers. I don't know. How expensive are loafers normally? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm not a big loafer guy. <laughs> All right, let's
0: say 150 is, like, high-end, and that's what you market it as. And you know there are people who got, you know, a bunch of money and a bunch of problems, so they got to have these status symbols, and they're going to go out
2: and buy it because that's a Pirate Riley shoe. Okay. Let's say you're eight years old again. And your mom's taking you out shoe shopping. You gotta get some nice shoes. You're going to you gotta some... get some church shoes. Yeah, exactly. You're going to some big event. You gotta get some nice shoes. And you're out there and you're trying on these shoes, and you see big thing. It's like Gordon Bombay. His picture's up there, a bunch of loafers there. Is that gonna catch your eye? you gonna say, I want those loafers? I mean, do the loafers have the little lights on the bottom? Because
1: <laughs> that would. <laughs> I, don't, issue. I if, don't know
0: if, if I'm eight years old. If I'm in the Mighty Ducks universe and I'm eight years old and, and I follow like D2, the Goodwill Games and everything, it would catch my eye. Yeah. Now, then obviously they would have to be cheaper loafers because yeah. my mom like we're not spending you know more than eleven dollars. Shoes are growing in, in a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would catch
2: my eye. I'd say. So I think it would work, but.
0: But I wouldn't wear it because I wanted to get into coaching. I'd wear it because I was like, "Oh, I like the ducks, and I have to get shirts." You know, yeah. I have to get shoes uh, it's for
2: church a
1: necessity. So
2: exactly, Gordon's not the marketer here. He's just he's just our face. We're gonna we're gonna take Tibbles. Tibbles is gonna market it, but Gordon's just gonna be the face of it. I think the Air Bombay has a chance if you if you market it right. Are, it you, to, be, are you
1: suggesting we start a shoe company?
2: Maybe. Our own, our own quack attack line oh great idea and then we'll just sell it on the website quackattack.com game over all right coming soon the quack attack <laughs> loafer so yeah keep, that, keep a lookout well, just for those. be i guess do we copyright air bomb bay there's no copyright on air bomb bay
0: if we see an air Bombay bay floating around in a couple of weeks we're gonna be really upset with <laughs> yeah someone.
2: we gotta get the patent but get ready for that
0: i think okay like mike i think it has a chance but it has to be done perfectly yeah. We'll
1: test this theory.
2: <laughs> we <laughs> might right. have missed our window too. That's true. By like twenty be years, like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Air Bombay. <laughs> yeah, by like twenty years, but still, it's an airline. It's worth a shot. All, All right. Emilio
1: Estevez isn't doing anything right now, so
2: that's true. But I don't know if he. I don't think he showed up to the Quack oh, Attack to true. the Mighty Ducks reunion. He's so bitter. I don't know There's if he's something there. Yeah, I don't know if he's down. But Emilio, you want to be on the show? You want to clear anything up? TheQuackTack.com. You can contact us. We'll get you on the show ASAP. So, Gordon's at this party. And the guy who... Do we know? So, this guy has fascinated me. He's the guy who is talking to Bombay. He's like, think of Pat Riley. Like, I don't even remember what the rest of what he says.
0: But not that fascinating, man.
2: he He's got like a mullet. He's got like a tie. And I'm not sure if I should know who he is or not.
0: Is he the guy who's also Frankie Boy in D one? Because that's the director. Oh, or, or the writer. That's like Steven Brill. He has yeah. a cameo in like the first and second. He one. might that be Frankie Boy. I'm yeah. gonna have to
2: look that up now. All right. Anyway, moving on. D two. Classic scene, shaving cream prank. Great prank. Yeah.
0: Almost kills yeah. <laughs> Dwayne. Yeah, He can suffocate.
2: <laughs> yeah. What is this? Okay, where do they get the shaving cream, first of all?
0: Portman, probably.
2: Oh, great point. It's true.
0: Or, like, one of the like, I can imagine Averman, like, bringing shaving cream. He's like, yeah, I'm probably going to grow a beard this summer. Or when...
1: Goldberg. I can see Goldberg doing that, too. Like, he probably has a hair. to shave. Yeah,
0: well, he doesn't. Uh, when, he, when he goes to fat camp, he
1: has to shave. Oh, that's true.
2: Yeah. So, a little cross. A crossover. Middle. Yeah. That's That's how we do it.
0: All right, so Goldberg's got his shaving cream from his unsuccessful time at Fat Camp.
2: Yes, and... With Keenan. They, like you said, they almost killed Dwayne. Does (laughs) Dwayne pissed? Like, what is Dwayne's feeling? Does he laugh it off, or is he pissed?
0: He's pissed when he wakes up immediately. And the next morning, he laughs it up. He's like, y'all, that was funny, or something like that.
2: Everything to
1: him, I think, would be an aw shucks thing. Like, aw shucks, that was funny, guys. Like, great prank. And then it's over. Okay. But, yeah, a lot more dangerous than people give it credit for.
0: Yeah. And they how didn't, like, wake up because he coated his entire face. (laughs) And I guess that was a really good tickling job by... Who was the the main tickler? (laughs) Was it uh, Mendoza or was it it, Goldberg?
2: I think it was Goldberg. Or maybe Goldberg was putting it on. Because
0: Luis put the hat on.
2: Yeah, Luis had the hat on. It was Luis, Goldberg, and Wu, which is interesting in itself. And we'll get to that in a second. But... I don't I think it was I think Goldberg was a tickler. He seems like
0: <laughs> <laughs> You think he's the he's definitely the ringleader though yeah, he, in, in getting this prank done? He
2: got the idea.
1: But you have like Julie the Cat's out there practicing and Goldberg's coming up with pranks. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly. A little callback to our last episode, episode twenty two. But so Goldberg it's Goldberg, Luis, and Wu, Which is interesting because you have like a main duck, and then you have Louise from Miami, Florida, Will from San Francisco, figure skater. How did they, how did they, like, what is their relationship? I don't know, I don't feel like they would hang out.
0: Uh, they're roommates, I guess. Are they in a, like a quad room? Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what it is. I mean, it's interesting, though, that Goldberg is not with like one of his regular teammates. I wonder if they knew that Goldberg is this gregarious guy. His name is Greg, after all. And so they put him with the new guys because it's like, oh, if Goldberg likes them, then they're all right. And so he's kind of like Bombay might have took him aside, hey, I want you to room with these guys. I want you them to get to know you, to like you. I want you to help them, you know, integrate to the rest of the team.
1: Either that or every other player requested that they not <laughs> room with Goldberg so he gets stuck with the new guy. That's more likely. That is <laughs> like he's a snorer or
2: something. Well,
0: I guess he, he definitely farts because, remember, everyone's like, Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. True.
2: Goldberg's Dude, I mean, definitely dropping bombs in that room. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So that's interesting. So Goldberg So they like Goldberg, I guess. Goldberg, does Goldberg win him over or do they like do they like uh realize what Kevin says and like no one wants to be with this guy?
0: I don't know. Uh, I think he wins him over. I've got some some friends who snore like a wildebeest, beast, but I'm still friends with them, even though I want to murder them every time I hear them snore. Oh yeah. Right, Kevin? Is
2: that right. you? Uh one two three four fifth. I played the 5th. Alright. Enough of that. Move, next topic. We're flying through them. What about iconic scene, really? They're all iconic scenes. That's all, true. That's true. They are all iconic. But this one, I feel like, carries some weight for the youngins when you're 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. They go to that little boutique and say they're Aaron Spell and Nephew. And they go inside and Goldberg said he's looking for something for his mother, and they bring out these, like, kind of, like, they some of the dresses are, like, kind of revealing. Yeah, a little scantily clad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is this lady thinking, first of all, bringing that kind of stuff out there?
0: First of all, she's really stupid. (laughs) Like, what, like, Aaron Spelling's nephew... And also, when I first saw the movie, I'm going to be honest, I had no idea who Aaron Spelling was. I still don't know. I'm, so, I'm still not really sure. Uh, he's a producer or something like that. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> all right. So obviously, he's Good got pole.
1: <laughs> obviously, we do our research <laughs> yeah. on this show.
0: And obviously, I guess he has a lot of nieces and nephews that Goldberg can just pose as one.
2: Yeah. Probably some illegitimate there. Uh, do you that's think it sh- would work
1: if we went now and, and said we were Aaron Spelling's nephew? Would, oh,
0: would I like how they said Aaron Spelling's nephews, right? Or is was that just Goldberg?
2: I assumed it was Goldberg. Okay, I just Goldberg. Because I mean, Jesse's with them.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All
2: right, it must with just been Well,
0: they look different, so they're obviously not from the same family tree. Oh. oh, okay. You don't see color, though? I don't see color. Did you know that there was an issue there? No. <laughs> okay, anyway.
2: Okay, so... So it's nephew singular. I think so. There's no guarantee on that though. Again, did a lot of research for this one, so (laughs) as you can tell. All right, so they go in the boutique and she brings out the like dresses, the first set of dresses, and that old lady's there, and she's like, "I know you guys, you're Team USA. You guys are great. How is that not the end of it right there? Like, how is Aaron Spelling's nephew playing on Team USA? That's not. I don't think that's possible.
0: Is that old lady also? Is that someone famous?"
2: I don't or is that just so. an extra? I think that's just an extra.
1: All right.
0: A lot of research went into this. <laughs>
1: we're, we're kind of floundering here, guys. Well, it's because, remember,
0: Goldberg was just like, I know you, you're Aaron Spelling's nephew. He was like, no, you're Team USA, and they're wearing their Team USA jackets. Yeah. So. So. Not a lot of intelligence so this, in this whole scene. This, yeah, so the
2: lady who brings them in says just, the, okay, she just justifies it by saying Aaron Spelling's nephew plays on Team USA.
0: I guess, before the internet, so she can't really just Google it.
2: Oh, that's a good yeah. point. She
0: doesn't have Aaron Spelling on speed dial, I guess. And
2: I feel like she would, Can't though. text him. That's true. If she's letting in the nephew's, like, just unsupervised children into her, sh- or her shop, I feel like she would be able to, like, at least get in contact with Aaron Spelling's people and talk to him and say, hey, I got your nephew here. Like, what are you doing? But who knows?
0: Whatever. She's just trying to make a sale. Yeah. And I guess she's like... Maybe she knows. Okay, this might not be him, but if it is, you know he's going to buy real something really
2: expensive. Okay, fair point. Fair point.
0: Then obviously the jig is up soon after, though, when Goldberg asks for a bikini for his mother.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic Goldberg. One step over the line. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was. I guess it was worth the risk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to get kicked out anyway. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. So yeah. After they're, they finish their juice, they're as well. playing with house money there. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: all right. Speaking of Goldberg, moving on. Again, he gets pulled, D2, on the final shot, Gunner Stahl's shot.
0: And the penalty shots. Yes. Against Iceland.
2: Agreed. That is a true fact. So Goldberg gets pulled. What if he stays in? Does he... He's got the better stick, but Julius got the better glove. But we know we know Gunner Stahl's going glove side. I feel like any goalie playing at that kind of level should know, if he knows where a player's shooting, he should be able to stop it. Could Goldberg have stopped that shot?
0: Could he? Yes. Would he? I said no. I don't know. And also, because you know uh, Bombay, he, he told Cat, like, he you know, triple D, glove side, he likes to be fancy. He would have told Goldberg the exact same thing, right? I would assume so. He was not going to send Goldberg <laughs> out there blind, you know.
1: It's <laughs> sitting over there on the side. Check this out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to mess this up so bad.
0: Um, I don't know. You know, it's tough.
1: I think, I think he, I think yes, he would, or, or he wouldn't stop it just because that's the only thing that would, that makes the story make sense. Julie goes in because Julie's the only one that can stop it. Therefore, Goldberg would not have stopped it.
2: Well, maybe it's just Gordon thinks. He's playing the percentages. Really, yeah, he's just Gordon's playing going. percentages. He's just saying, okay, Julie got I don't know, I don't know. Maybe like an 85% shot at stopping this. Goldberg maybe 65. That's worth making a change. So maybe it and we don't know if that is right or not. We don't know if Gordon's probabilities were the actual right probabilities. I mean it it out. Well, ideally out. he
0: did a lot more scouting this time around because he knows what Gunner Stall is going to do. And like Gunner Stall who apparently does the same thing every single time, doesn't... Terrible
1: form on his (laughs) part. Well,
0: uh, Stanson, he should have told him, like, hey, you know how you always do that one shot? How about you do something different this (laughs) time?
2: Stop being so fancy, Gunner. Yeah,
0: but he likes to be fancy. He's a hot dog. likes
2: to hot dog it up. Yeah. Gunner, I don't know. I think Goldberg could make the stop. I think Goldberg stops that puck, and they win, and everything's good, and Goldberg's this hero now. Like, he... Wire to wire, basically took him to a gold medal. And then Julie kind of I guess with Julie, you can't you cannot make Goldberg the backup on JV if he stops that shot, can you? I yeah, think yeah, Orion he does shows he, up as a terrible player.
0: Yeah, I think O'Rion's he you know, he's already made it very clear he doesn't care about the little duck tricks anymore. Yeah. So remember Goldberg says we either play or we play around. Orion's like, I don't care.
2: You're number 2. Grab some pine. Wow, riding the pine pony. I don't know, man. I think it would be tougher. I think it would be tougher for Orion. I've well, just- maybe
0: Goldberg would like maybe have some renewed effort to his training if he was in there. Maybe he wasn't just like—because maybe him getting pulled kind of like affected him a lot. It was just like, whatever, I'm, I'm never going to be number one anyway since Julie apparently has better gloves. I'm just going to sit here and eat sandwiches all summer.
1: Oh. See, so, yeah, I think it I, I think it would have the opposite that. Exactly. I, I do, too. I think if he if he wins that game he just like completely is like, All right, I'm the best. I don't need to practice I'm just gonna, <laughs> uh okay, you know, mess that's a around. good point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's eating Eat like, sandwiches all summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just eating <laughs> sandwiches like four or five sandwiches like <laughs> per life. sitting. What a life. What what do you
0: think Goldberg's favorite sandwich is? Meatball probably. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I think he might like the Italian with like pepperoni sal- salami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Capicola ham.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Goldberg's deli. Hit us up. We could Do you, like, ship? Because we could use some sandwiches right now. All right, so
0: here's what we're going to do. We're going to go make the Air Bombay. Yeah. We're going to open up a Goldberg's Deli. Now, what else?
2: I wonder if Goldberg's Deli is real. There's got to be a Goldberg's Deli. All right. Kevin's looking it up. While Kevin looks it up, we are going to the next topic, and very controversial topic. In every scene from D1 through D3... That involves a locker room. It's a conjoined locker room with boys and girls in the same locker room. Are you okay with that?
0: Um, I don't know. As a 12-year-old, I probably would have been like, all right, whatever. But, like, if I was a, a parent, if I was, like, the cat's dad, I'd be like, hey, you know.
1: Yeah, no parent would be cool. Yeah. Though. Like, I don't know. That would that would never that would never
2: happen because no parent would be okay with that. Yeah, there's gonna be some sort of like lawsuit or something, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you you should have to like you, whenever you have like like a girl who plays like football, like there's always like oh like if you read a story, it's like oh I have to go change in like the bathroom or something like that because mm. she can't you know share the locker room, mm-hmm. which is you know totally you know appropriate for that you know to happen. Was like yeah, you should not be sharing the same locker room, you know at that age, whatever. So. So it was, it was really interesting, and uh, oh, we've got a uh, we got something
2: back on, on the Deli. Is it real? Yeah, it's real. Goldberg's is real. Hit us up, the Goldberg's Deli. Bellevue, Washington. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Bellevue, we're gonna do <laughs> a
1: road trip for Quack Attack to Bellevue to get. There are actually there. quite a few listings on here. Oh yeah. Bellberg's okay. Bells,
2: yeah. Okay. Actually, quite a few listings, but Bellevue, I guess they franchised. Yeah, they Goldberg. were able to. These yeah, the
0: success of their son. Yeah.
2: Well, we figured that they started in Philadelphia. And then they franchised to Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they just kept franchising all the way to Bellevue, Washington. Coast to coast, Goldberg's Deli. It looks like they have an updated logo from what we're seeing. So, success story. Another success story to come out of the Mighty Ducks universe. Goldberg's Deli. But, back to the locker room. Now, Connie and Gee. Same locker room. I think...
0: I think what happens though is Guy is probably against it. He doesn't want anyone else seeing Connie.
2: Sure.
1: Oh, see, I, I, and we've talked about this probably you know too many times, but I mean, their whole relationship, everything about it would be bad for the Ducks, you know, and and specifically that I think it would lead to a lot of, a lot of jokes, which you know could tear a team apart. Yeah, and. It, it just would lead lead to a lot of uh, strife, I guess, among among Guy and his teammates, because they'd be talking about Connie behind Connie's back, but to Gee. So
2: I I don't know. They're just it's it's a disaster waiting to happen. Does the females in the locker room kind of put them on their best behavior though? Because, I mean, when you're in a locker room with all dudes, like, it's just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was a, you introduce one in there, and it, everything kind of comes down. So is it good for their behavior? Do, are they better behaved? Do they, like, clean up more and stuff like that? With
0: They might be more gentlemanly. And also, there's not as many of them. There's only, one, like, a dozen, maybe 14? Yeah. So, like, if there was, like, 40 guys and two girls, it'd be like, oh, this is not good. But it's, like, since there's only a dozen of them, and they're all really close, it's it's not as big a deal, I guess. So and
1: I think they would kind of be like courteous, but it would. So. But it. But that would go like the second that they stepped out of the locker room, it would. It would be like, jokes and jokes about Connie and and Julie. You know, I don't know. I just. I think it's a disaster.
2: Okay, so you think they go outside, and like as soon as they as soon as chaos. Connie leaves, yeah. basically, and all the dudes get together. Yeah, and then Gee
1: gets ribbed, you know, twenty times by everybody. About, about you know his girlfriend, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I just think it's a disaster. Yeah, around.
0: not a, not good. I think they need to have separate
2: change rooms. Poor, for Poor form. All right, all right. Does Gee does hurt Gee in terms of his standing on the team? Like, does he is he not as much of a team player because of it? I think it
1: could lead to
0: that. It could be because I mean you got to defend your 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 girlfriend is just like, but she's also your teammate. Now she really messes up on the ice. We've talked about this before. But like you want to stand by your girlfriend, but you also want to make sure that
1: she's playing well. So it's eh. and and you also you want to be a good teammate with the guys that you know are making jokes. And you know I there's just there's so many there's so many levels where this could fail and just be a, a horrible situation. but to,
0: right. we
2: touched to on this
1: in more in depth in an earlier episode
2: about yeah. their their dynamic, Connie and Gee. That's a early, that's way early. It's like single digits. Yeah, I think it's like seven, maybe eight. I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes, as usual. I should never say as usual again. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever said <laughs> as usual. All right, kind of a tangent from the Connie Gee locker room situation. D two. Roping penalty. Dwayne steps in for Connie. What's Gee? Does Gee like that? Or as you said, he's taking a brunt of the jokes. He's taking on these jokes. I don't know if Dwayne's doing the jokes, but it's got to be in his head that this dude has just, like, saved his girlfriend from, like, impending doom.
0: Gee, definitely, it's definitely in Gee's mind. I think it's always going to be in Guy's mind because of, you know, the nature of the team and, like, how close everyone is. It's like, oh, I saw Dwayne kind of looking at Connie the other day, yeah. and he's probably trying to, like, fight those. I was like, no, no, we're all teammates, but when he sees that, he definitely has that thought. It's like, Dwayne, is he just being a good teammate? Or is is he you know does he got a thing for Connie, and so? I think
1: Gee is an emotional wreck throughout <laughs> throughout you know the three ducks. Like, I just think he's, he's he has so so many things tugging on him. I I, I don't know. I just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I just think he's an emotional wreck.
2: Damn, it's tough for Gee out there, man. I, yeah, for, like that's a rough life for like a 12, 13 year old kid. But
0: and also I think. We, uh, if Gee ever like wants to quit the team, he can't. Because if Connie's on the team and he's not, like yeah. who knows what's gonna oh. happen. That's true. Oh maybe Dwayne, you know, yeah. ropes are in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I
2: mean she did she did say Luis was a good looking skater too. <laughs>
0: Very good looking, wouldn't you say so Gee? <laughs> yeah.
2: So interesting. So maybe Gee's just playing out the string. He doesn't even like hockey. Who knows?
0: Yeah, he just kinda joined hockey because all his friends are doing it and he found a girlfriend and I was like, crap, now I gotta play hockey the rest
1: of my life. Now I gotta go pro.
2: <laughs> it's rough, man. Rough when you gotta go pro.
1: Emotional wreck, I'm telling you. All
2: right. All right. One more topic here. They love to rollerblade around the mall of America. Is security where is security and do are they okay with this? Okay. Uh,
1: uh, at the beginning, hell no, they're not okay with it. But maybe once they become the ducks, you know, like, they, oh, they the get they get here. their fame, and they're like, ah, oh. it's just the ducks being the ducks. But I, I think at first, yeah, the, there's no way that they don't get in trouble for that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And do you think it's more of like, all right, we got like four minutes to get from this end to the other end, like don't get caught or whatever. Oh, and so I think it's like kind of a cool, like obviously it's a it's a fun scene for the movie. But for Bombay, it's a good way to kind of like, almost gain the trust of the ducks because they're really the kids are stupid. Like if my coach was like, "We're gonna go roller in the mall," I'm like, "That's probably not a good idea, coach." <laughs> but these kids are kind of like, "Oh yeah, this is great." And like for Fulton, it's it's kind of a good way to, I guess, integrate into the team. It's like, "Oh, remember when we we all you know got a slap on the wrist for rollerblading in the
1: mall, whatever," and so and learn how to rollerblade downstairs. Yeah which is an important part of hockey.
0: Yeah. Very. It's an unnecessary skill.
2: Okay. So that first time they go and, and you know, they get chased out by mall security and then they win the state title and you think that I mean they're they, like, "Hey, it's the Ducks." They kind of have a key to the city at that point.
0: I wonder if they almost set up like a charity skate through the Mall of America. <laughs> yeah. Like oh. raise raise some money for like youth hockey and was like skate through the Mall of America with the Ducks.
1: You know, it, maybe Hans to, leaned on him. Oh, I bet oh, you Hans was like, they, "I bet they you Hans." do whatever they want to do. Went
0: to security though beforehand. Said, "Hey, you know, I want you guys to take your break between like one and you know one forty-five today, something like that." Okay. Because he's probably going through, He's probably like funneling drugs somewhere through one of those stores. In the exactly. Mall. Okay.
2: Like the,
1: like the candy store. You know those candy, the rock candy. Cash only. It's actually <laughs> crack.
0: <laughs> he's probably got a front somewhere in the store okay. or in the mall.
2: But obviously, the Mall is gonna get a lot of complaints. I mean, they're pushing ladies into the stealing fountain, hats stealing hats. Stealing hats. What if? Who stole the hat? Was it Goldberg? I, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie? What if he got arrested? Oh, oh man. Wow. Local boy does good, then does bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: All right, but yeah. Anyway, they're obviously uh, rambunctious.
2: Yeah. So they get a lot of complaints. I mean, the mall has obviously, they they got a business to run. So can Hans really funnel that kind of dough just to let these kids skate around? I mean, Hans owns the Mall of America. And also, oh. I think
0: everyone there is probably scared of Hans. Yeah. Like, they probably, you know, give him pay him protection money anyway. And if you're unfamiliar with this subplot, we've talked a lot about Hans and his role in the universe. Yes,
2: I believe it's episode 11. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, When I said we, I mean Mike. <laughs> that is also a true fact. All right. As usual. As usual. That's a good note to go down on. Uh, remember where to go. We've mentioned it many times this podcast. thequacktech.com, or on Twitter at Pod. iTunes, give us five stars. Keep the streak of five-star reviews going. If you give us four stars, that's okay but anything below no force. it's not okay anything, okay all right only five stars and uh remember ducks fly together ducks fly together crack crack